0: golden knights emerged from the bad loss phase of this season they bring you back in to the je- to the depths of hell maybe not that dark but it is very alarming that we are here early morning saturday having to talk about the golden knights going into anaheim and because of really I, I won't say two dumb penalties, but I'll I'll highlight one because of one dumb penalty. The Golden Knights lost to the Anaheim Ducks last night. Welcome back everybody to a I guess you can say a bonus slash makeup edition of Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, because it is Saturday, December 28th, 2019 and we I mentioned it yesterday we were going to be doing a couple episodes to talk about these two upcoming games for this back to back because it is a big it will, is a big back to back for the Golden Knights and they're not off to a great start right now we'll touch on that in a little bit but first hello everyone I am your host Danny Webster Vegas correspondent for nhl.com handsite manager for sp nations Nights on Ice. And if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, first of all, why in the world are you listening to this podcast on Saturday? Hopefully you have a good enough reason. And second of all, welcome to you. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Nights, usually Monday through Friday. But when you have Christmas and holidays and stuff and whatnot, you kind of have to throw a podcast into the weekend, I suppose. Uh, we are on Twitter at LockdownVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you may get your podcasts. And if you would be so kind as to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, if you are on there, it helps people find the podcast, helps people know uh, where to find the podcast. It also helps me become a better host and a better podcaster. All of that is greatly appreciated, and I love you all. So, where do we begin with this game? Uh, The Golden Knights entered this game off a really a much-needed Christmas break. They needed this break to kind of offset their I guess you could say a horrid performance against the Chicago Blackhawks or Chicago Blackhawks, the Colorado Avalanche on Monday. See, I'm still stuck on Christmas break. This is how crazy it is. The Colorado Avalanche on Monday, losing 7-3. Gerard Gallant kind of touched on it after the game, how much this break was needed for the Golden Knights and how imperative it was to come back to this game against Anaheim, a team that's not very good. And they needed to play well against them. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. They played well for about, I I guess if we're looking for an exact time frame, they played good for about 28 minutes. And then all it took was one really dumb penalty. And it all went for naught. Uh the Golden Knights lost four to three. They really should have lost four to one. If you did take the over last night, if you're a betting person and you did take the over, uh, good for you because that is probably the biggest backdoor cover I've seen in an NHL game in recent memory. But alas, the final score says four to three. The Ducks with the victory over the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights have now dropped consecutive games. In regulation, after winning 9 of 13, they have lost back-to-back regulation games. They have lost back-to-back games in regulation by scoring three goals and allowing more than three goals. That is not ideal. Under any stretch, under any circumstance, that is not ideal. Uh, The Anaheim Ducks were the third worst scoring team in the league, averaging just a shade over 2.5 goals scored per game while allowing a, a shade over three goals per game. So this was the perfect combination of the Golden Knights needing a win after losing to Colorado on Monday to go on the road After a Christmas break, come back, play a team that really you should beat, have a solid performance, and get ready for for Arizona on Saturday. That is the bigger game. That is the game that has been circled on the calendar for the last couple of weeks. That is the game you need to be focusing on. But first, you need to take care of business against Anaheim. Well, The Golden Knights got off to a strong start. Jonathan Marshall scored at a little over four minutes in the second period on a nice breakaway. Golden Knights have a 1-0 lead. They were dominating offensively. They had an 8-4 edge in shots in the first period. They put nine more shots on John Gibson in the second period, and the bulk of them came in the first half of the second period. Vegas has a one nothing lead. They are humming along. They are playing very well. And if they can keep this up and give Malcolm Subban some help, which, by the way, Malcolm Subban was in net last night. I was trying to make the case yesterday that it should have been Marc-Andre Fleury. We'll see if that decision comes back to backfire Vegas tonight. You give Malcolm Subban some help. You score another goal here. A 2 nothing lead should suffice against Anaheim. It should. Until you take very dumb penalties in a game. Now, I'm not even gonna say that the Nate Schmidt tripping penalty was. I mean, I mean, obviously you don't want to take a tripping call in that situation, but it, it's a it's a, an occasional call. You deal with it. The one I had the biggest problem with, and eventually it turned into the turning point of the game, was the high stick double minor on Tomasz Nosek, which. I will never understand why you get called for high stick. I get, I get maybe there's an accidental, you know, you, you try and you're trying to play the puck and then the stick goes awry and you hit somebody in the face. I get that. But if you're blatantly just going out, trying to establish some position and you resort to hitting somebody in the face with a stick, not an ideal penalty. Absolutely not an ideal penalty. No sec goes to the box. It turns into a five on three. They killed the Schmidt penalty for the first one fifteen, so they got forty five seconds of a five on three that they need to kill. And for forty four seconds, that Vegas actually did pretty okay until Adam Henrique scored right below the goal line. A great shot by him ties the game at one. Well, now Vegas still has to work on the power play with the No sec penalty. And then Cam Fowler scores on a shot from the point that deflects off Derek England's knee or whatever the hell it was. And all of a sudden, 2-1 just like that. And then 14 seconds later, because now we can't blame Tomas Nosek, but they're already down 2-1. 14 seconds later, Max Comtois deflects a shot in front of Subban, and it's 3-1. All within a span, if I can get the official number here, all within a span of 97 seconds. The Golden Knights went from up one and controlling the pace of play and pretty much dominating this game to completely imploding in the second period, which is the kind of crap that we have been talking about about a month ago that I thought the Golden Knights were well past. And to have it happen on the road against a team that you should have beaten and beaten handedly, that's thats not good. Not, not good at all. This was a bad loss by the Golden Knights. The worst part of it is it wasn't even a bad loss by Malcolm Subban. Those three goals, you cannot blame him for. Those first three, you cannot blame him for. There's no reason why you should even be at a five on three. There's no reason why you should even be giving up penalties to a team that you should not even be giving life to. And then you go out and you give up two on the power play in quick succession. And then to have that third goal happen, literally right off the draw, 14 seconds later, just absolutely inexcusable now the fourth goal you can either give it up to Derek England Ryan Reeves or Malcolm Subban as to who had the worst performance on that fourth goal but Devin Shore makes it four to one and that was probably that probably wasn't even the culmination of that game the culmination of that game was Ryan Reeves accidentally hitting Tomas Nosek with an elbow like full-on hit him with an elbow that that's going to be on the blooper reels, and that's going to be the that is the uh, moment that find this game, for better or for worse. Again, Nate Schmidt scored twice late in the third to cut it to four to three with five seconds left, but alas, no avail. Golden Knights lose to Anaheim for the first time in Anaheim in franchise history, four to three. Losers. In the land of the mouse, Malcolm Subban saw 18 shots and made only 14 saves for as good as Malcolm Subban has been for the last eight starts prior to last night. The fact that those three goals happened was unbelievable. And again, those three, I I can't even blame Subban for because the first goal, what can you do in a five on three? you you would literally have to be superhuman in order to stop that 5 on 3. The second goal, I mean, power play, you're going to put a lot of traffic in front of him and what can you do there? The third goal, again, traffic in front and especially right off the draw, you've already shell-shocked this team who thought they were going to run away with the whole thing and then all of a sudden that third goal just broke broke his back. But for the Golden Knights to have as many shots as they did, you the the thing is john gibson is still a very good goaltender he is still very very good if you give him a 3 to 1 lead you're not beating him and and i get the the whole the two goals at the end by schmidt you, you live with those but you give gibson a 3 to 1 lead especially with how many goals anaheim has been giving up over the last number of weeks and you only put up one through what, 57 minutes? That is inexcusable. And to give up three in the fashion that you did, and especially now you count it four in the fashion that you did, inexcusable. And that is a horrible way to start this back-to-back for the gold Knights. Absolutely horrible. Because now, instead of the narrative being you were looking ahead to Arizona, which could have been the case if they had lost by one, you know, on a late goal by Anaheim. You were looking ahead to the bigger game. That would normally be the narrative in this situation, but it's not. The narrative now heading into this game is that you got your asses handed to you by the Anaheim Ducks because of your own stupid decisions. And as a result, the Golden Knights now have to come back home in what is what could be considered the biggest game of the season to this point for the Golden Knights because it is a battle for first place. Sole possession of first place is on the line, even though now the Golden Knights will have two games in hand on the Arizona Coyotes. This is the biggest game of the year. And to have a performance like you did against Anaheim, that was just all bad. It was all bad. There was no urgency once getting down three to one, there was no there was no getting past John Gibson. The, it was just all bad. And it was because of those stupid mistakes, those stupid little mistakes that we had been talking about for the last num- last month or so of Vegas trying to avoid, and they reared its ugly head again. And as a result, now they come back home. And they have to take on a Coyotes team, a Coyotes team that they haven't seen before because of the newly acquired Taylor Hall. And they also will not have their top goaltender, Darcy Kemper, in the lineup. So here we go. Golden Knights, Coyotes. Golden Knights playing the second game of a back-to-back. They are playing for first place in the Pacific Division. They had a chance to do that last night because if you go, if you beat Anaheim like you're expected to and you go into this game with sole possession of first place, even if you lose, you're still tied. Now, it's like, okay, well, you need to win because you can't afford to trail the Coyotes, give them life. You know what I mean? So now the Golden Knights will have a chance to do that. They'll have two games in hand. So there's still a relative chance that the Coyotes could very much tie or even take back first place within the coming days. It's very much possible. Um, But how much this plays a factor in the coming days, how much this game plays a factor in the coming days is going to be very telling. But it is the first game of a seven-game homestand for the Golden Knights. Home has not been kind to them this year. 10-7-3 at home this year. It has not been kind to them. It, it used to be one of the most dominant home ice advantages in the league. And now we are talking as if T-Mobile arena is one of the more average places to play. I would predict that this crowd will be up to playing or, or will be up for this game. I envision that the coyotes faithful will make the trip that have that have made the trip for Christmas. And they're still here. I would envision they would be up for this game. But again, as alluded to earlier, no Darcy Kemper. That is the big deal here. Anti Ranta is going to be in net, I would presume. He will be up against Marc-Andre Fleury. Anti Ranta is a very solid goaltender, but he is not on the level of Darcy Kemper at this moment. Darcy Kemper was leading the league in goals against average before he went down, and he was one of the best goaltenders for one of the best all-around defensive teams in the NHL. So now you've got an opening. You played well against Ronta before. You need to go out and play well in this game. It's the first look against Taylor Hall in an Arizona sweater against VGK. But if I'm looking at this game, it's going to come down to two things. It's going to come down to two very important keys for the Golden Knights in this game. If they want to win this game, two things need to happen. One, Marc-Andre Fleury needs to play better. I think we talked last uh, on, on Friday's episode that he had allowed 21 goals in his previous five starts um, after allowing the one goal against Chicago when he returned after uh, the long absence after his dad died. Marc-Andre Fleury has had moments where he just hasn't looked good. The team hasn't looked good in front of him in some sense. But the Colorado game on Monday was definitely an indicator of just how he was not himself that game now it's Christmas. Christmas is over, and flurry will be in net tonight now. I made the call yesterday that I think flurry should have gotten the start last night because I felt like he needed a lesser opponent to get ready for to kind of get back his to get back uh his mojo his groove um Obviously, I think no matter who you put in net for Vegas last night if those same situations arose for Marc-Andre Fleury having to deal with a five on three and then having to deal with the power play later on and then having to give up a third goal, I don't even think Marc-Andre Fleury comes back from that. So I, as a result, I don't think it matters who you put in that last night, but now you were calling on Marc-Andre Fleury to basically kind of write everything that went wrong last night. And normally, Flurry in net would be a good thing. I just felt like you you ride with the hot hand against the tougher opponent, and I think in order to get that uh, in order to get that confidence back for Flurry, he should have played last night. And maybe th- if and who knows, things turn out better than the way that they did. Maybe Vegas wins, and then you roll with Subban tonight. That will not be the case. And now the Golden Knights have to hope that the Mark Andre Flurry that happened on Monday that showed up on Monday is nowhere in sight going to this game. So Flurry does need to play better. The second key to this game, the third line, the new look third line has got to be better than what it was last night. Um, Cody Glass made his return. I thought, again, this is why I'm not Gerard Glenn, but I thought Cody Glass centering a line with Chandler Stevenson and Alex Tuck would have been a much better ideal situation for the Golden Knights. Instead, they rolled with the hot hand of Stevenson on the second line with Stone and ready, and they kept Paul Stasny on the third line and moved Cody Glass to the right and Alex Tuck on the left. The end result of that was two total shots between between those three. Actually, no, one total shot for those three. Tuck and Glass did not register a shot on goal all night. Paul Stasny had one. That is not good, I, 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 and this is going to continue to pop up. Cody Glass cannot play on the wing. That is not a detriment to him. That is just the fact that at 20 years old, his natural position is at center, and the more that you put him on the wing, no matter how much good talent you have around him, because I, if I am a rookie and I am playing, and, I've, and if I have to play on the wing, if I'm a rookie, and I'm normally a center, and I have to play on the wing. Normally, I would not think of anybody better to have with me on my line than Paul Stasny and Alex Tuck. At least I would think so. But that is not the game for Cody Glass. He is a natural center. And the thought of getting Chandler Stevenson in that trade was that his versatility was going to come... Was going to be very valuable. And you can line him up at center, you can line him at wing. That's why I thought he would be good on that line on the left side while Tuck stays on the right and Glass can work with those two four checkers. As a result, last night, Cody Glass was non existent and neither was Alex Tuck. That was another shocker. The fact that that third line only got one shot off was really a sh- a huge surprise. So I don't know uh, we're not going to know until later today if Geragoland is going to keep those lines the same. We're not going to know until about what uh probably 11:30 today if those lines are going to stay the same. That that cannot happen that third line needs to get going. That's the best looking third line Vegas has had in probably its entire history to this point. And it laid an egg completely against a team that it should not have laid an egg against. Again, you can afford to have glass on the wing just because he's 20 years old and you can afford to have him, you know, learn the ways of playing wing. And I get that, but he is not, he's not a wing He is a center. And I get trying to experiment and trying to roll with the hot hand with Chandler Stevenson, who's been fantastic on that second line since he's he's come to Vegas. But you have to go with the group that makes sense in both position and play. And right now, with Cody Glass back, he is a center. Again, what are you going to do? What is Gerard Gallant going to do when Cody Eakin comes back? What can you do then? What do you do then? It, it, no one knows. But for right now, you want to maximize what you can get out of Cody Glass. And Cody Glass, even his own teammates have said, oh, he's so much better at center. Even Alex Tuck himself said, I love when Cody plays at center. So why is that a foreign concept right now? I get you want to roll with the hot hand. But we all know, come the playoffs, that the line of Stasny, Stone, and Pacioretty is going to be the line that carries you as far as you can go in the playoffs. Everyone knows it. So you might as well find a way to get those guys back together and find a way to incorporate Chandler Stevenson, who has been playing well. And the reason why you got him is because he can play both center and wing, because it's been proven that he can play center and wing. So that is going to be a major key. Top six did its job last night. But there needs to be a sense of urgency on all fronts. Fourth line had a great job, had a great game up until the second period. Third line needs to get going. And I think the best way you're going to do that is rolling with Stevenson on the left, glass at center, tuck on the right. That that I just think that that is the combination that is going to work if you're Vegas. And again, you can afford to do that. It's why you got Stevenson in the first place. If you've liked him for so long... You can put him on the wing. His speed is a huge help there. So, why not why not utilize it to where you get the most out of Cody Glass and the most out of your newly acquired forward? Again, that that's just me. And that's why I'm only you know the talking head here. I'm not obviously I'm not the coach. Otherwise, you know, I'd be making the big bucks, but I'm not. So, again, Big game tonight, and after last night, it'd be one thing if you went into this game and you looked ahead to Arizona and you lost four to three on a late goal, but you gave up four unanswered to a team that is not good, and now you have to somewhat collect yourselves within less than 24 hours and get ready for right now what is considered the biggest game of your season. Because we've now hit the point, second half of the season. You've got to win these games. And again, seven-game homestand tonight starts tonight. Huge, huge stretch for the Golden Knights. And if they don't win this game and drop three in a row after winning 9 of 13, I don't know. I honestly do not know. But they've got to play better. They've got to play better than what they did last night. And if they don't, Who the hell knows what's going to happen? So, since this is really a bonus episode, I didn't really plan. And we've gone on long enough, kind of get you ready for tonight. Uh, We're not going to do a look around the league. There were a lot of games last night. Um, We'll be back Monday probably to um, do a look around the league as well as uh, recap the Arizona game. I know I said that we would probably do an episode on Sunday, but with Vegas having a day off on Monday. We can uh, probably afford to let this game sit, collect our thoughts going into uh, Sunday night and then record an episode for Monday. And then that and then that will be our episode uh, leading into the New Year's Eve game against Anaheim the following day. So we'll be back Monday to discuss all of that. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good that's a good way to wrap this one up. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this quote-unquote bonus episode. Again, we'll be back Monday to break down Vegas and Arizona. I, I can only imagine how many uh, nervous fans are going to be in the, st- in the arena tonight. There's going to be a lot of people hoping that Vegas pulls that win out. I guess we'll find out. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for all your support with this podcast. It is always greatly appreciated. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we will see you Monday. Have a good one.